Hey everybody, thanks for joining in today for the new episode of The Joseph Smith Show. So today we're gonna be doing something a little different. I have written down an idea that I had while in seminary at my high school. I want your guys' feedback though. I've opened up questions and polling at the bottom of this episode and so that I can hear your opinion on this idea of saviors and how we choose who our saviors are. My name is Joseph Smith, your host, and this is The Joseph Smith Show. I read the scripture, 2 Nephi chapter 4, verse 36, and I was struck at Nephi's testimony shared after his father's death. This is, the, this is the verse. Yea, I know that God will give liberally to him that asketh. Yea, my God will give me if I ask not amiss. Therefore, I lift up my voice unto thee. Yea, I will cry unto thee, my God, the rock of my righteousness. Behold, my voice shall forever ascend up to thee, my rock and mine everlasting God. Amen. In this scripture, Nephi is confessing his assignment of God and Jesus Christ as his Savior. Savior being defined philosophically as the person, entity, or object in which one places dependence. They stand ready to catch you before falling to your death, spiritually. Since Nephi assigned Christ this responsibility, he geared his microvisions toward creating a foundation and routine in which he would know Christ better. Microvisions are our many plans for our everyday habits, goals, or Task. Like, I'm going to read my scriptures every night right after I pray. That would be a micro vision. So, Nephi says that he will lift up his voice and cry unto Christ. Nephi resolves to always be learning of Christ and asking for more knowledge, always pursuing a stronger relationship with his Savior. So, the question becomes why must we strive for a stronger love of our Savior? Why must we know our Savior? Well, usually, Saviors also demands some sort of residual respect. We should know them and love them so as to put effort into that relationship. As in any relationship, equity is demanded and effort is required. So let's test this idea that we choose saviors for ourselves and let's analyze when those saviors are sustainable and reliable or counterfeit. Let's say that I choose my best friend to be one of my saviors. I love my best friend. They are there for, they're there for me when I'm going through a tough time and they understand who I am. In return, I do the same. I serve them. I know who they are. There is equity in this relationship. Neither one of us leaves the other hanging without a good excuse. Good saviors will do, this is a key point, good saviors will do good in return because they feel it is a service as well, not because they feel like they're low on the scope, they're down on the scoreboard because I did something nice, they have to do something nice back or they did something nice to me, so I have to do something something nice back. It's more of, they understand that it's a service, that they get to do something for the other. I listen to my best friend's counsel because they have a perspective I'm sometimes not willing or able to see. However, the shortcoming of this savior is that they have a life too. Inevitably, something's going to happen when we may feel a little cheated or, incon- or inconvenienced or my best friend simply has more pressing matters. It is not our best friend's duty or concern to save, save us whenever we fall. This is placing too much pressure and weight on their shoulders. They do not stand to react to any sort of command that we have. That's not our best friend's, that's not their duty. And quite frankly, they shouldn't. And good saviors will understand that. And there's equity in this relationship. Therefore, this savior, though good, is a little unsustainable. Don't get me wrong. 
Best friends are joy are a joyous part of life. I'm simply stating they have the capacity to do wrong and they are reliable only 90% of the time, which is still very good. This savior, however, is not our sole savior. It is counterfeit. So let's, let's go through another example. Let's say my, I've assigned drugs to be my savior. All right, I experiment around and find that one drug, that, that one drug that does it for me. It is there when I need it. Well, when I, pr- when I pay for it and I can always spend more money, I can take more when it wears off. It makes me feel numb, pleasurable, safe, or good about myself. A little time passes by and I'll find that this savior is completely conditional and unsustainable over time. Conditional to the amount of money I have, unsustainable for my health, conditional supply, and conditional of societal acceptance, meaning you'll go to jail. Drugs are not equitable either. We love them, but they do not love us. In fact, they will betray us even until our death. They sacrifice nothing for us. They take from us. And so brings me to a paramount point of this idea of saviors is saviors sacrifice. They don't steal. The drugs constantly rob us of our freedom to choose and our essence of life. They steal the light of Christ and presence of the Holy Ghost from us. Drugs are not sustainable in any long or short-term view. They will never save us, which is supposed to be the key function of saviors, to save. We sacrifice and they keep taking and taking and taking, again, even until our own death. This savior is counterfeit. That is not sustainable or unconditional. Final test. Let's say that we assign Jesus Christ as our savior. If my savior is Jesus Christ, then I seek to learn of him. I observe and listen to his counsel. There is unconditional equity. I recognize his sacrifice for it is saving and accept that it was for me. I observe his love and heed his command to love others as he has loved me. Love is inevitably cultivated between my savior and I through this hand in hand work, right? Jesus Christ has asked us to serve others, love others, to have charity. And when I start doing those things for others, I cultivate the love I cultivate love between Jesus Christ and me because I'm doing what he is asking and I'm, and it's benefiting me in the process. And love is cultivated between others and myself because I'm showing the pure love of Christ to others. This love is unconditionally present. Christ will consistently save me every time I choose him to repent as well and turn to him. Even until eternal salvation, making him the most sustainable source of power and life available to me. In other words, there is no way, no truth, no synthetic light that one can cling to in this sinking ship we call the earth other than Jesus Christ. That can grant us the most sustainable form of security, love, and life. In the beginning of the show, I defined Savior as a person, entity, or object in which one places dependence. The thing we fall onto when we slip up. For who is the only person who has been with us from the beginning to now? Who has promised and sealed that promise with his life that he has atoned for our sins? Who stands ready with open arms for us to be, to be embraced to be embraced by when we choose to turn to him? Who is the only savior in creation who in no way will abandon us? Whose purpose and concern in his life is our salvation? Who loves and continues to love us no matter the number of times we've rejected him from our lives? My friends, Jesus Christ is our savior. He is who we are dependent on for salvation. He is infinitely serving us and bearing our burdens for us. To maintain equity in this relationship we have with, we have with him, we must serve. We must serve our brothers and sisters here on earth because our savior has asked us to. For when we are in the service of our fellow man, we are in the service of our God. 
He will never leave us. He is unconditional. He will save us when we turn to him. He is eternally sustainable. Now I will modify my definition of a savior. The only person, our, the definition being thus, the only person we assign in life to be saving in nature and does so unconditionally and sustainably according to our needs, who is more unconditional or sustainable or saving than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? So my friends, please identify in your life the things we have inadvertently assigned to be saving and maybe even more important than Jesus Christ and might not be so sustainable over time. Identify them and make necessary changes where needed. Our pursuit of letting Christ save us is a journey of our testimony and life. Start now, accept Christ's sacrifice, and lift up your voice in humility to him and follow his admonitions. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining in today and talking about saviors. Today's show is a little bit short, but that's all right. And make sure to join back next week, Monday at 7 a.m. for the new episode of The Joseph Smith Show. My name is Joseph Smith, your host. Thank you again for joining in. This is The Joseph Smith Show. Make sure to leave some feedback. I've opened the polling and questioning down at the bottom of the episode for today's episode. I'd love to hear your guys' feedback on this idea of saviors. Make sure to have a great rest of your week. 